Hello and welcome to episode six, I believe, of the Ball Knowledge podcast. Today's episode will be me and Aslam recapping the weekend's fixtures of the Premier League. Coming up later this week, we'll have our first full debate show. Now, it's not just about football, this debate show will be about everything, any topic whatsoever, and we'll have a, as good a debate as we can on it. Are you ready, Aslam? You was Aslam's idea as well. So yeah. if you if you do like it, <laughs> thank Aslam for it in the comments. <laughs> just don't tell me. I don't need yeah. the negativity in my life. Just <laughs> constructive criticism. Tell us what we can do better. Yeah, exactly. All right. Starting off the weekend's fixtures. Manchester City 5, Arsenal 0. <laughs> Arsenal are awful, man. Like, they played so bad. Yeah, they're just they're just confused. I mean, you, you can talk about it from a tactical point of view, or just like some of them were just basic errors, like Chambers misjudging the ball. Like yeah. he's 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 competing against flipping Gundogan, who's not exactly you know the tallest of players, but he just because he's misjudged it, he just like crapped himself, and then went ah, and then Leno's got no shot, or and then there was the red card as well, which was, I mean, it's just typical Jack at this point. Yeah. Like when the when the chips are down, you know that he's just gonna go crazy, and it's like Arteta already has a bad disciplinary record, but like it doesn't help when you're supposed like he's a captain right now, isn't it? It doesn't help yeah. when your captain just gets sent off so frequently when you need your captain to like pull the troops up, and like the way they set up was weird as well. They had Jacker trying to press. When he's not even, he's not mobile, he's not quick. They had a three that was just like put together. There was no like semblance yeah. of any, you know, cohesion. They didn't know how to play. And Man City just consistently picked them apart. Even the Rodri got, I mean, he scored from 25 yards with no pressure. Like, what yeah. is going on? I, I will say um, they were two in a dance 20 minutes in, right? They, they just showed no ambition whatsoever trying to get back into the game because Edison held the ball up for so long when they should have been pushing forward trying to get the ball off of him. Yeah, it's, it's just typical Arsenal. And it's weird because at the start of when Arteta came in, like you can say new coach bounce, but he did get some pretty big scouts and they always looked like they had a plan. Yeah. Now it doesn't even look like he's got a plan. One week he's three at the back, the next week he's four at the back. Some weeks he's trying to get his players to press, other weeks he's trying to get them to sit in a low block. It's like the guy's just going through like different plans to see what works and nothing's working at this point. And I mean, it's easy to say Arteta out and that will fix a load of problems. But I think the whole club is messed up. Like Eddie's apparently under pressure. Yeah. Um, and the fans are not happy, but Arsenal fans over I mean, the bottom. This is Arsenal Football Club. That was crazy. Um, I, it was weird. It was more... Uh, when, when watching it, it seemed like it was just pure tactical problems. But if you look at the other games, it's like we, we compare how we were under Hodgson to how Arsenal are now under Arteta. And it's like at least we had Gerard there, who was an who was like the big person in the midfield who wanted to play for the club and actually cared and put effort in. 
Yeah, I mean, do you not remember? Didn't we have like a penalty against Fulham? And uh, he famously looks back oh, at... Uh, Black, Blackburn or Fulham? Might have been Blackburn, I think. And he looks back at... He was going to equalise them. He, he, he takes a cheeky look back and he realises, if I do this, I might save him. And you see one of the worst penalties. <laughs> it was... It's it's a captain's moment though because he knew that he he would take that hit and it's like this is just like what Arsenal have been building to for the last four or five years. Yeah. Like even on, in the last vestiges of Wenger, I mean, losing five 0 to City, they they lost ten two on aggregate to Bayern in consecutive years. Like Arsenal haven't even competed, and yeah, you can point out the fact that oh they had Man City, they had Chelsea. Even if you leave Brentford apart, it's not about the results themselves. They've shown no fight. Chelsea yeah. didn't have to get out of second gear. I don't even think Man City tried really that hard. Like, like Pep definitely sent them out going, please allow him. And they still put five <laughs> on. It's like, they didn't offer any fight at all. As soon as the first goal went in on both sides, like they started bright, and then they conceded, and then they collapsed. And it's the same thing as always with Arsenal nowadays. But it's just funny for me because I don't like Arsenal. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's a way out for them? Because it started off when they their fans wanted Wenger out. They got rid of Wenger. They brought in Unai, and then the fans didn't want Unai, and then they got rid of him. Now the fans don't want Arteta, and it's <coughs> the case of the club just want are thinking, okay, no, we've already got rid of too many managers in the last few years. We're not going to get rid of another one. I think I think a coach does a lot to hide the problems on the pitch though like yeah. all we complain about fsg Klopp is still doing a job because he's an elite manager now even mm-hmm. if you get like a good manager he'll give you a bounce and he'll try to rectify the ship that's why benitez when people have suggested that i said no but it's a smart decision because benitez will use what he's got and then develop at least every week you go in knowing well we've got a plan for how to win so coach would help and putting people like Edu needs to go. The guy's just not made for it. They're, they're, they're putting rookies in. Edu's a rookie um, in that job. Arteta's a rookie. Like, what do you expect? I you think that there was a lot of rumours over the past few days that um, the Arsenal um, hierarchy is going to change quite a lot because apparently Edu and Arteta had a falling out. And Edu's job is right on the brink of <clears throat> He's right on the brink of getting sacked. I think Arteta's on the brink of getting sacked. The rumours are that they're going to bring in Overmars for Edu's job. Uh, he's, he's an Ajax, right? Yeah. Their hope is to get Conte, but I don't know if Conte's going to go there. Yeah, I think the way Conte operates is you, you have to believe in him and you can't say no to him. That's why them and Tottenham just like him and Tottenham don't seem a fit because he wants basically yeah, a blank check. Daniel Levy is too hard to work with. Yeah, and he just wants a blank check, and you just have to believe that everything he's doing will turn around, and everything always does for him. Right, he done well with Italy, he done well with Juve, he done well with Inter, but he also took a load of money out of the club, and he always wants more money to spend. So, I think if they're prepared, that would be a great signing. Like he'll make them astute, he'll make them tactically astute, he'll, he'll make them less soft. But I just don't see it happening with them. I don't think Brendan would be bad, but he's got a better job at Leicester. 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 
Yeah, yeah, it'd be silly for him to go. So I don't even see who they can realistically get unless they try to prize someone else. It'd be, I don't know, they, they'd probably push for someone like Ten Hag. That just, you would expect. Yeah. Well, I don't even think, like, no, I think any, like, as much as there's the allure of Arsenal and you always want to be the guy that brought them back, it's not like Man United. Yeah. Yeah, like Man United, you can have like five bad managers in a row, but you'll still have people lining up because that's an institution now. That's like, it's bigger than like the biggest club in the world. Arsenal don't have that because for the last 17, 18 years, in modern memory, they haven't been that good. They yeah. haven't done anything that inspires you. And in the last eight years, they've just been tragic. It's funny to watch. <laughs> it was my little brother when the fifth goal and just left the room. He didn't even watch it the rest of the game. I mean, he watched five. <laughs> he watched five no, it got to a point where um, I think it was when Jesus scored just before half time. He just turned over to Derby County, not in a forest match. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tragic watching the Champions. Fair atmosphere. Yeah, but I just, like, all the champions, I mean, if Norwich can consistently get into the Premier League twice, it says a lot about the championship. Yeah. But... I do do enjoy the championship games, though. God, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm not back. Some of, those, some of those fixtures are big. Like, for, uh, Forest Derby hate each other. And at the, at the same time, they had um, Cardiff-Bristol City. And they hate each other because of the bridge between um, Wales and Bristol. I think everyone just hates each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, first the three o'clock games, Palace getting a surprise draw away at West Ham. Two two. They, they looked all right. They looked all right. Conor Gallagher looked all right. Yeah. I mean Antonio back on the score sheet. Gallagher too. Yeah, I think um, it's positive for Vieira. At least he can. At least he's got. First of all, he's got goals and he's got a draw, so he's not the worst Premier League manager. But you can see the idea. Because they've just overturned the squad, which had like a bunch of aging players, yeah. and they've invested in the youth. So obviously, it's not going to click straight away. And they are missing um, Olise and, and yeah, and Eze, which are two stalwarts or future stalwarts of the team anyway. Eze being very important. So I mean, I think if you give Vieira time, he'll be all right. But you just have to persevere with this part because, I mean, that's all you can do. I will say, compared to the first two games of the season, the first two games, they were really defensive, which wasn't going to work out for them because they didn't work with, work with them under Hodgson, even though they did survive. It didn't look good. The, the, the Chelsea game, the only time they looked good during the game is when they were actually attacking Chelsea. But now you, you could see it worked. And Gallagher's second goal was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Even in his first one, it was like nice poaches. It's just what you, yeah. It's what, it's what you need, and it's just it's important to get that first point and the first couple of goals. You know, they scored two in a game, so positive signs. Yeah, they they genuinely look really good attacking us. Like they could have gone on and win the game. Oh well, it's still got yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, it's still good. Uh. Uh, Norwich losing at home to Leicester 2-1, which was a lot less than I thought it was going to be. Norwich showed good signs, actually. Yeah, and they did score a second, but it ruled out my VAR, didn't they? 
which was a bit iffy, but I guess it is the ruler. Because yeah. um, what's his name? Cantwell was in front of Schmeichel, wasn't it? Yeah, as long as they, I'm, I'm not too fussed about ref. As long as they follow the law and they don't take into that other hand, I don't yeah. mind. Norwich actually put up a fight. Leicester look, they just look a little shaken, but they got a win, so yeah. it's fair enough. There's three points on the board, regardless of how they played. Uh, a very interesting game up north, Newcastle to Southampton too. My boys in red and white couldn't get it done. They even shipped two goals to Newcastle. Or at least Wilson was on the score sheet, I guess. I will say, did you see him... Um, when uh, or did you hear about when the ball went to Bruce on the sideline in the first half? No, I know there was Bruce and out. He got booed by everyone as yeah. soon as the, even though the ball just came to him once during the entire match, got booed as hard as possible by everyone in the stadium. Yeah, and he, he even came out and said um, they have the right to boo, and it's like, yeah, because you're tragic. Yeah, the worst fans in the league. Man. The been sacked yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Mike Ashley, in it? He'll yeah. only sack until the moment is gone to sack. And then after that, he realises, I should have sacked before. He's a gambler, so... he should. Bruce should have gone last season, but he didn't. They didn't want to pay him out. Yeah, they're stuck with him, I guess. So. They're going to get, um, what's his name? Allardyce <clears throat> at the end of the season, aren't they? Oh, please, no, that's even more tragic. <laughs> yeah, right, just give them someone good. St. Maxima looked really good. He, he always looks good. really good, man. He's <laughs> just he's just fun to watch. He, yeah. he just yeah, he just inspires you to like believe that you also can get past six players and score. You know? He he he, he evokes that childlike football experience of you going past eight, scoring in front of your fans and then celebrating with them, you know? Even mm-hmm. though his team is tragic. At least he cares about the club. You can tell he cares, which is nice. Yeah. He interacts with the fans. Yeah, he, um, on Twitter as well, he was like, I'm sorry that we didn't take it over the line. I'm sorry I didn't do well enough. Uh, all the Newcastle fans love him. Yeah, yeah and it's like, normally, normally when people are like, we'll try again next time, it's like, piss off. But because it's him, like, he's just genuinely likeable and he always, yeah. put, he always gives it his all. So everyone... Like, that's the thing about fans. It's like everyone expects fans to be like, oh, we just want wins. But it's like, as long as you try, fans will get behind you. It's when you stop trying and you get better that fans will turn against you. Like the Mets. I hate <laughs> Moving on to the next fixture. Everton, impressive 2 0 win away from home at Brighton. Big Rafa. What a guy. He started off well. You know, what's that? Seven points now out of nine. Just got that one draw last week. Calvin Hearn looks on fire. Richarlison looks on fire for the wrong reasons. He needs to pipe <laughs> down. Sharp. He's not good. He shouldn't be taking penalties. Calvin Hearn's taken them and he scored them. And, uh, you know, he's the main guy at Everton, so Richarlison needs to sharp. This is more reason why I think, you know, he should have gone for the 80 million Barcelona offered him. But, you know. <laughs> Oh my god. Barcelona poor as well, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> we can discuss that in the debate, I think. 
Exactly. Why of us say that? <laughs> yeah, nothing more to add on the Everton game. I know um, Brighton don't play bad, but I guess it's the same thing as last season. They didn't take their chances. Yeah, if you don't take it's, it's the adage for so many games this week. If you don't take your chances, you're going to get piped. And that's just all. Yeah. You're not going to reap the benefits of that. You just uh, have to be clinical. Last of the three o'clock games, Brentford drew one one away at Aston Villa. Emmy Buendia's goal was good. Yeah. And uh, Tony got his first goal. After that, the game just died out. But there were a few chances where just like no one had that killer edge. Yeah. I suppose, you know, as much as Ings has had a good start, I think he's got two goals on assists. He's really overperforming his XG right now because I think he has like 1.2 or something. So it just shows you they they need to sort out their attacking patterns, Villa do. Because right now they can't create the chances that get their main striker involved in the game enough. And I think that will come with time eventually. I mean, Bandia just got his first goal, which is positive. He's looking at Fast and Villa and Brentford, actually. Yeah, Brentford have looked, have looked tough to beat, which is what you need to stay in the division in your first year. If you yeah. can get that, I think, what, they've got like five points or something? Yeah, it's, it's not a bad start, five from nine. Looking up, can't get any worse from here, can it? Or can't, it can only go Yeah, it, it can only go upwards. Yeah, they haven't had that worse a start. And then okay. it's not right. Yeah, the fact that you kick off Liverpool and Chelsea won. Um, I mean, first of all, I just want to say anyone that thinks that that's not a red card needs to be checked in the head. Um, if you let me just do this hypothetical, right? Forget handball, right? If he has his hands by his side, behind behind his back, even yeah. is that a goal? Yes. He's blocking the he's blocking the goal with his hands, right? So it's definitely a handball. Now this idea, oh, where's he supposed to put his hands? Well, fine, I can agree with that. But then he moves his hands forward, yeah, because he realizes the ball's gonna hit me and then go in. So I need to move it forward. You don't need to move forward. That forward action is what pushes it as well. And it it not being a red card, he blocked a definite goal. And now we've got a penalty as a result, which Salah, I'm not saying, obviously he scored, but he might have missed. And if he missed, that's just unfair because we, we've lost a guaranteed goal and then yeah. we missed the chance. To, so this idea that it's not a red card, read up on the rules. It's a handball and it's also blocked a, um, blocked a definite goal. Opportunity, yeah. So it has to be a red card. There's mm-hmm. no triple, double jeopardy. It's just blatant. Yeah. And then that, negatively impacted us after that anyway because you couldn't break them down but i thought the first half was great <coughs> oh it's really annoying we didn't do anything in the transfer window as well and there's like there's no one to bring off the bench who can actually break like something like that down because of salomani and jotara cooking who is going to cook for us i know van dyke had a good shot fabinho had a couple of good shots but Mendy's too good for those kind of shots. He saved them quite easily. Or yeah. went wide. There was no um, one. We don't have any attacking, like, surprises on the bench or anything. I think 
thing is right now anyone defending not getting an attacker is silly because Jota's yeah Jota's a hit Salah's obviously a hit he's always been a hit Mane's declining yeah like he's gonna have really bad games like he did and he's also gonna have really good games but he's not gonna be that level of consistency we need Bobby done well in the sense that he stopped Jorginho from cooking for the first half because that Chelsea midfield was under a lot of pressure. And for yeah. a bunch of press-resistant people, they were not press-resistant on Saturday. They looked terrible. And then when Bobby went off, they got flowing in the game a bit more. And even though we had more threat with Jota, it's it's like a balance between the two. Do you want more like pressure or do you want more direct goal threat? And mm-hmm. um, what's it called? I think Origi is just not good enough. Like he's he's just not done anything. Like last season, he got outscored by Allison. Like that has to be said. In the Premier League, he got outscored by Allison. And Minamino, I love him, but he's he's just not trusted. And yes, you can. I I a lot of that is on Klopp because he just doesn't play him. Yeah. But maybe that's also on him for not doing enough. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but he's not trusted. And so because Klopp doesn't trust his options, you have to invest. And no one's asking to invest like hundreds of million. They wanted bargains. Malin went for 20. Doku was available for 20, for instance. These aren't like mega buys, but they're people you can develop. You can blame the manager for not. uh, He brought Thiago on too slow. He didn't bring Naby on, which was weird. And he kept Eddie. I thought Naby was going to start. Yeah. Elliot. I think it's just the same old for Liverpool, though, because we just can't break down a deep defence. It's been consistent for us. Like, for some reason, when we go up against a five, our players become narrow, even though you need to stretch it. We can't switch the ball fast enough to create overloads. And even when we create overlaps and overloads, we don't do anything with the chances. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we created, there was that one jot I had, uh, there was a couple of shots from outside the box, which I'm not expecting to go in. And there was that Henderson chance really early on. And Chelsea, even though they attacked less, they looked more threatening. The only problem is their attack was so indecisive. Like yeah. when they got into those attacking positions, they like didn't know what to do with the ball. They were like, we've never been in this situation before. Because yeah. they just ruined a bunch of chances. Yeah. It's just annoying. I will. I will say. I know everyone built this up as oh, it's going to be Lukaku versus Van Dijk, and this that. Joel Matip. Yeah. Played excellent, and I yeah, love he got, him. He got bullied for one, like one. I remember him getting bullied once, but after that, Lukaku tried to move off Van Dijk. He went on to Matip. Matip had him. Lukaku was basically a non-factor, and you can say he had no service. But when you're playing with ten men. Your striker needs to be an outlet and he needs to hold up the ball to try and relieve the pressure. And I don't think Lukaku did enough of that. Is that an indictment on him? No, he's still bloody brilliant. And he was bang goals, but I think we had him. And yeah. I think overall the game's just annoying. Because the first half was really good. And I think if, we, if it stayed 11 11, I think we would have won that game. Because it's, it's a game that's more suited to us. And you can see that in the chances we created, 
but after it went to 10, it was kind of just like same old, same old. Yeah, it was just Chelsea just drop everyone back, just make sure they don't score. Yeah, and that's Which fair enough. Which is annoying sure. because Atletico and Porto play the exact same way. <clears throat> yeah, but I think Porto will will probably do a job on them because we will do a job on them hopefully under the player code. They're, they're transitioning into a five, which is really annoying. But, I mean, if we can just come out with a couple of draws against them and then beat the rest, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I the AC Milan game is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I just want that to be fun because the rest of the games are going to be boring. <laughs> um, all right, moving on because we don't want to stay depressed for too long. Tottenham, <laughs> 1-0 win against Watford. same old Tottenham right now, isn't it? I think the difference between this season and last season is they look a lot more fit. Like, even Deli Alli's running 10-11 like, kilometers a game, and that says a lot for a player that's been deemed lazy. Like, they look a lot more prepared. They take their chances, and their defense is a lot more solid this time. I think they're playing even... Right now, they haven't created a lot, but even their defenders... They're, the players are playing with more freedom now. Because, I yeah. mean, you see, like, players... You see their defenders actually, like, m- progressing the ball forward, which is something you wouldn't see with Mourinho, out of probably fear of being lambasted if it goes wrong. So, I think Nuno looks all right. I did pick them to do pretty well, so I hope they continue this. But they don't do too well. You know, I do want a European spot. <laughs> <laughs> they did... Um... The, the transfer window was quite good, I think, the business. They yeah. did get, through, get rid of a few dead ones, like Suzuko. Yeah, they got Romero, who's the best Italian centre-back last season. Yeah. They got a new right-back, which... A new um, winger. Yeah, Brian, Brian Hill. He looks... He gets... The Spanish press love him, which is enough to say maybe he'll, he'll be good. And they got someone else that I'm forgetting. They got okay. Emerson Royale. Oh, they got a backup yeah. keeper. They got a backup keeper. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, that's important when you've got the conference league. You don't want Lloris to be playing all them games until it maybe gets to, like, the finals. So, mm-hmm. that's pretty decent. They, I think they need backup for Kane because the guy's brittle and they don't really have any backup unless they put Sun in or they promote someone from their youth. But I oh, think they had a very one. underrated season. Who the hell even is that man? I mean, maybe he'll be good for Europe Conference League because he's that level. I don't know how good he is, you know. But I mean, they look alright. All that, and they kept Kane, which is important for the year at least. Because with yeah, fans coming back, you want them to get as much money. It's important for them to carry on doing what they're doing. Yeah, and hopefully they finish anything up. Yeah. If they finish above City, that'll just be funny. <laughs> they won't, but it'll be funny. Um, same time as Tottenham, Burnley won, Leeds won. Burnley game, typical Burnley games. They were just, it's just a 1-1. I think even in our predictions, I don't think any of us predicted a 1-1, but we probably should have <laughs> a hindsight. It was a, Burnley seemed to be just taking shots whenever they can now. I mean, why not, man? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the big game. 
haven't won at Turf Moor in six games. They'll figure it. They'll always figure it out. They've lost, but they haven't won at Turf Moor. Yeah, Sean Dyke is, is is just he's a very underrated manager. You know, he's getting a lot out of this group, and they did sign Cornet, which was one like probably the most unexpected signing of the summer for me. I mean, this guy went 18 months ago. He's scoring like goals in the Champions League against Le- uh, against City to knock them out, and now he's at Burnley. It's like that's just I can't run that. No way. They had bloody um Weston McKinney. <laughs> Yeah, like well. they, they went from being like the most English side ever to actually having a couple of foreigners. It's weird. I know Aaron Lennon decided to resign with them. He played at the weekend. I don't even I remember him being at Burnley. I forgot he even played for them. <laughs> but fair enough. Yeah. Uh, final game of the weekend. Man United have broke the record of the most of the consecutive away games. Was wins yeah. or um, unbeaten? Know, right? Just games unbeaten. I think. Yeah, they were one nil away at Wolves. Yeah, it's, it's just the old adage: take your chances or lose. Do you and, think uh, Wolves, it was a, Do you mm-hmm. think it was a foul on Neves? I think it was a foul. Was it a red card? No. Oh no, well, red. I don't think it was a leg breaker like they were saying on Sky. But yeah. if it was a foul, it shouldn't have been a goal. Yeah, because the thing is, I mean, Neves still. Was standing and then he yeah. went down and I don't think that helped his case. But also he said he was willing to play on as well. So for a leg breaking challenge, he failed in breaking the leg. <laughs> it was weird. Like he didn't go up with studs high. Like I think it was a foul. Do I mind that the goal was given? Not really. I don't care. Give it as a goal. Give it. Don't give it as a goal. I don't really mind if it's chalked off. Like you can go either way. Yeah. Too honest with this foul. Yeah, I think if he played up to it, it would have helped his case a lot more. Like if he yeah. dropped, and yeah, you could say he doesn't need to, but I mean, you kind of do, especially with the new rules that you have to play on. But I don't think that's what lost him the game. What lost him the game was their finishing. I mean, Man United had no midfield. It was weird. Like, Fred was. You, he's, he's so useless. He's absolutely oh, he's so useless. funny though. <laughs> and he gets the thing is it, the the midfield partnership is always Fred and someone. It's never someone and not Fred. Yeah. And it's like I don't get it because the guy's just he's practically playing against the team. And I mean, Pogba tried, but they just relied on their individual quality. And Mason Greenwood, well, individual quality plus. Wolves this keeper being bad, which was yeah. weird because of <laughs> a minute earlier I was praising the keeper saying, hey, look, he's all right. <laughs> and then he does that for bloody hell, man. What have you done? Greenwood, now three and three with goals. Yeah, and he's also won them a lot of points as well. He's looking really good. I like yeah. him. You know, th- these comparisons to Powell and Owen are not justified in my opinion, but he's, <laughs> he's cold. I do like him. That's why I think the Greenwood Foden thing is is much closer than people make it out to be. Because I mean, Greenwood's grabbing points. He's he's a very impactful player. And yeah, Foden might look good on the eyes, but I mean Greenwood's finishes are beautiful on the eye as well. <laughs> you think you should get called for the England team? No. It's it's the same thing with Liverpool players. 
anyone that wants their players to be called up is stupid. The last two times we had people called up, flipping, um, Trent, Trent got injured, and Gomez was mysteriously injured. I'm pretty but sure he had brutal- no idea about it. Yeah, he was brutally attacked, and no <laughs> one had any clue where he was gone. Like one minute then he's up on fire, the next minute he's got like a broken leg and he's out for the season. How did that happen? You know, but ridiculous. It's, it's I just don't like players being called up because something wrong always happens. And now even with Ronaldo coming in, that offers yeah. a little spanner, but I don't think it's that deep. I think you'll just for for right now he'll stick Ronaldo in the nine and you'll move Greenwood off to the side. And I don't think that impacts him that much because one, he'll be learning under Ronaldo. Two, he wasn't terrible on the wing. He displaced Dan James and then went on a run where he scored mm-hmm. a bunch of goals at the end of last season. And, you know, he's still cold. He's still going to score. It's not like he's going out of the team. Like, people, every team, or what's it called? No team besides City, apparently, is allowed to have depth now. Yeah. So, like, Every time they make a new signing, it never impacts anyone. But every time anyone else makes a signing, it will impact someone. Man United get a right winger. Oh, but how does this affect so-and-so? Man United get more depth in a position. How does this affect? Okay, but City have got like nine different right wingers, left wingers. You don't say anything. Yeah. Like, it's just different standards. I don't get it. You know, maybe well, City are buying up the journalists. United. <clears throat> teams like United and Chelsea. They actually actively play their youngsters, and they're all English youngsters as well. Mm. Where City, you got Foden, but then you got Sterling who plays ahead of him. You've got Ferran Torres who plays ahead of him. You have got Mares on the right who probably plays ahead of him. They don't yeah. have a striker, but they have Jesus. That I mean, I think it's more that it's because I don't I don't think it's to do with them worried about players not being played. I think it's just English media bias. That's fair enough. But there was the Van der Beek thing, but I, I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just been violated. They even blocked his agent from trying to look for moves. Like, they don't play him, and but they want to keep him. It's just weird that he got me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the final standings for this weekend. Going into the international break, which we're all excited about. Tottenham are top three wins, three goals. Zero goals conceded, three clean sheets, nine points at the top of the league. What followed by five teams on seven points. West Ham, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, all on seven points. I think that's similar with La Liga. There's like eight teams on seven points in that league as yeah. well. Uh, Atletico on nine, I think, at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Then followed by City, Brighton and Leicester on six, Brentford on five in 10th position Villa 11th 4 points Watford 12 3 points Southampton Palace Leeds make up 13 14 15 on 2 points Burnley Newcastle 1 point each and in the relegation zone Wolves still struggling to score any goals this season 3 goals conceded 0 points Norwich they've scored but they've conceded 10 (laughs) 0 points and Arsenal bottom of the league Zero North points, London. nine conceded. They North even London. look like they're going to score. Yeah, North London bookends both ends of the game. Yeah. Just quickly on the transfer window. I'm really annoyed we didn't get Sol. 
or Saul. Yeah, what the hell would stop us from getting him? Apparently I know they were like, oh, uh, it's weird though, because I know um, everyone's saying, oh, Liverpool won't get a midfielder, and like, uh, some, apparently someone close to the club said, we won't go for a midfielder unless they're actually better than one, the midfielders that we have, or that could actually start. Yeah, but that's not the problem. The problem is you need depth, you bloody idiots. You're relying on Nabi Kaito, who's been injured every season that he's been here. Yeah. You're relying on Ox, who's been injured every season since he's been here. You're relying on Elliot, a 17 or was he 18 year old? Yeah. Like that's unfair. That's a plus. He's also he's also depth for our front line. So how does that make any sense? So is Alexander Ox and Chamberlain. Because Klopp trained them as a false nine during Exactly, <laughs> like, it's just this weird thing where it's like, what, what, it's not about displacing people, because first of all, you need to give people time to displace them. But second of all, you just need depth because you're going into four, diff- four or five different competitions. You're, you're aiming to go deep into the Premier League season for a title challenge, aiming to go deep into the Champions League. The fans will want a domestic, one of the domestic cup competitions to be taken seriously. You need depth. Otherwise, we're going to get the same front three, probably Salah, Jota and Mane, playing three times a week. And the same midfield will probably change it, but you're putting a lot of pressure on injury-prone players. This makes no sense. I think Chelsea had a good win there. They've addressed uh, um, their midfield, which was great anyway, but they need more depth because they they really rely on Jorginho to be that one in midfield along with someone else. So having yeah. someone like Saul who can play a load of different positions, he can play the holding midfielder, he can play the playmaker role, he can play more, he's very offensive minded as well. He can create, he can score, he can do everything. So he's very good to have in your team. They've got Lukaku who's just guaranteed goals. And they shipped off a lot of dead wood for a yeah. lot of money as well, which just begs the question, if they can do sell to buy, then why can't we do sell to buy properly? But, you know, FSG in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for today's episode. So thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon. Um, we'll be back with the debate sometime later this week, I think. Not sure when, it depends when we have enough numbers to come do it. Um, yeah, this will be on YouTube and Spotify. And thank you. We will come back soon. Please like and share. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.